Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and bring you natural solutions for modern day wellness. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi, thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline from thewellnesstrinity.com, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. Today, we are going to discuss how money works and how to protect your finances in tough times. What we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and what you do with the information is to be used at your discretion as the recommendations are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure or prevent any disease. This episode was brought to you by CellCore Biosciences. Creating supplements that work is what they do. Restoring hope and health is who they are. I have been using their products and protocols, not only on my clients, but myself and my husband for over a year or two, and we have seen incredible results. In fact, I'm still doing phase three and phase four and five with my husband at the moment, and we're still chipping away at layers. So if you're a a practitioner and you want to learn more about this, I would love to help you get in the mix and help you learn how to use these products and protocols. And if you're the general public, let me know. And you can also visit thewellnesstrain.com and you can learn a lot more information about what this really means to fully cleanse and detox your body at a cellular level. Today I have Walling Coffee on the show and she graduated at, from USC with a math degree. She started her first business in real estate in her 20s and retired a multimillionaire before 40. Now she wants to educate people about how money works and has a passion for educating the youth in this area. Walling Coffee, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be able to get out there and hopefully help some people who are scared right now uh, with what's going on with the pandemic. A lot of people are frightened with what's going on with the market or fearful because they're losing their jobs and they don't know what they can do. So I wanted to come up with a few pointers that people can use in these times. Uh, But before I go into that, I'll tell you a little bit about my background and where I come from and why I do this. I was born and raised in Southern California, but I actually have that immigrant story. My mom came from another country, and when she came here from Taiwan, she actually did not know how to speak English, and she came for that American dream to make more money so that she can turn turn around and send it back home and take care of family. And my father was very much the same. He came from down south, moved out to California, also to make more money, to send it back home and take care of family. So growing up, both of my parents were amazing, hardworking people. They'd work overtime and weekends just so that they can make extra so they can send it back home and take care of family. So I learned when I was growing up at a young age that money is important, but I also learned that family comes first and you should always take care of your family. So fast forward, my parents had a lot of kids. They had five girls and two boys, big family. And they ended up liquidating their retirement to send us all to college. So they made yet another sacrifice. So I knew growing up that one day it would be up to us to retire our parents quickly after college. So that's why I started my first company in my 20s. I was determined to retire my parents, take care of my family. But what I realized along the way is that most families were no different than mine and that we just didn't understand how money works. So I wanted to partner up with the firm, learn myself how money works, and then educate my clients as well as my family and others how money works. So that's what started me on this journey. So I want to give you a couple of key highlights about the money game, because really what it boils down to when in the money game, and by the way, the firm that I partnered up with is called World Financial Group, and our parent company is Transamerica. We believe in going out there and educating families about how money works. 
So here are some three pointers that we find most people face today. And you probably agree with me that one of the most challenging things to be right now is the middle class. Because oftentimes we feel that people who have more money or make more money, they can always hire somebody to find help to help them invest and through these rocky times. Whereas sometimes people who make less may have access to government assistance and help. And sometimes we feel that the people who make just enough, they don't qualify for these programs, but too little, they won't hire help, often feel stuck. So through knowledge, we're hoping to unstick people so they can choose where they end up and achieve their goals and dreams. And there are three major issues most people face when it comes to money. The first issue is that people are not saving enough money. And I'm sure most of us feel, you know, when I make more money, then I'll save more money. But what typically happens when we make more money? We spend it. <laughs> uh -huh. So we understand human nature. When we make more, we feel we deserve it. So we go get that new car, that new purse, that new phone, that new something. We understand that every single paycheck, we should put aside some for our future. So we want to make sure people understand each and every day they go to work for that paycheck. There's already a long line of people waiting to get a piece of it. And who's typically at the front of that line? Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam takes his cut, then rent or mortgage, car notes, student loans, credit cards, utilities, the list goes on and on. And who's typically at the end of the line? Your savings, right? We find it ourselves and our savings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is help people move from the back of the line to the front of the line so that we can start paying ourselves first. And if you would allow me to, I'm going to show you a little graph. These are the areas that we help people in. And I'm going to share my screen really quickly. So we help people learn how to build a solid financial foundation by going over these six steps. How they can improve their cash flow. Oops, sorry, it went forward one. How they can improve their cash flow. And that means budget. How to make sure that we have things, especially now in these times. Because when it comes to tough times, we really need to take a look at our budget and see where we can free up some extra cash. And that just means prioritizing. If you go through a list of needs versus wants during a time like this and really put down all the things that you need to spend money on and then put it on the right, a list of things that you really want to spend money on, then it makes these choices so much easier. But not just that. Then when you have the wants, I want you to prioritize what are the most important wants. And then when it comes to time of crisis or emergency, what we can do is eliminate our lower level wants. That way we know we're paying for all the things we need and some of the things, the higher level wants, and we have some money freedom. It's temporary, it's not forever, it's just to get through this emergency time. But that's our cash flow, and we really wanna take a look at it, especially right now. The next area we focus on is debt management. Because let me ask you, think about it. How many people do we know who are in debt? If not ourselves, almost every American, right? Mm -hmm. We just live in a debt world. What if we were debt free? Or what if we at least got rid of the bad debt and only had some good debt, like mortgages? or things that were building assets. If we can strive to eliminate debt and strategize, then how would we feel? So mm -hmm. that's what we wanna help people do. Then we have proper protection, because we should also protect the things we care about in life. We just wanna make sure to prioritize them. Then also asset accumulation, because ladies and gentlemen out there, it's never how much money you make. It's how much we keep. Mm -hmm. And even through times like these, if we had those reserves, how would we feel? Mm -hmm. Then also emergency fund, because emergencies are if they happen, it's when they happen. And we happen to be going through a global emergency. Mm -hmm. What if we had three to six months set aside of income saved right now? How would we feel? Would we feel a little more at ease? 
Would we be as stressed in, in rushing to the store for toilet paper? <laughs> Maybe still that, but we might feel a little more comfortable through this time, especially with uh, the jobs being uncertain right now. Mm -hmm. So we want to help people get up to that point. And if we weren't at that point, what can we do to make the money stretch? And then also estate preservation and building a legacy. Because ultimately, when we have that next generation, we think of ahead into the future, future for generations to come. So these are the areas that we focus on and help people achieve. Mm -hmm. Now, the second issue most people face, they don't know where to put the money once they have it. So we go over concepts so that they can understand what's out there. For example, the rule of 72. Now, most people have not heard of the rule of 72, even though Albert Einstein said it was the eighth wonder of the world. What it tells us is if we take, it's about compound interest. If we take the magic number 72 and divide it by any interest rate, it would tell us the approximate number of years it would take for our money to double at that rate. For example, let's say that we invest our money at a rate of return of 6%. 72 divided by six, that's the math, is 12. Our money would double roughly every 12 years. Not bad. So let's look at this chart. If we were to invest our money at 6% and we started at an age of 29 and had $10,000, every 12 years goes by, our money would double. So that by the time we're 65, we'd have $80,000. Not bad. But now let's look at the next column at 8%. In the same age range from age 29 to now age 65, over here we have 160,000. But now, isn't that double from the 80,000? Mm -hmm. But what's the difference between six and 8%? Okay, it's percent. just 2%, right? Mm -hmm. If just 2% could help us double our money long-term, wouldn't everyone wanna learn how to get that extra 2%? Yeah, definitely. So what about during this time, You know, while we're going through this coronavirus, uh, crises. I know that you've been spending hours, like you've been staying up late and working with people. And um, these are probably people that have already set these systems up, right? That are concerned about what's going on with. Yes, that have more. retirement 401ks that have lost already 35% or more or less or around that in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. It's really scary because they're, they're scared that their money's going down. Mm -hmm. But I would tell you, you know, in, in times of fear, we have to learn how to put our emotions aside and start thinking logically. Mm. And I would ask you, when would you like to buy a house? When it's on sale and at a low price or when it's right. at a high price and at the top of the market? Yeah, well, definitely when it's on sale and it's low, which that sounds like it's probably going to be about right now, right? So guess when a good time to get in is? Now. <laughs> Unfortunately, most people, because of our fear, we run away and we hide and we take our money out of the market during times like these. And that's not what you want to do. What we can do is help strategize depending on situations. I don't want to give a blanket statement and say what everybody should do because that's not correct. It's based on situation. Some people want to move their money to cash accounts or to money market accounts or to other more stable accounts. Some people say, you know what, I'm more risk tolerant. I can handle it. I'm just going to let it ride and wait for it to ride back up. It depends on someone's situation and what their, their long-term goal is. If they only have five years to retirement, maybe they can't handle the losses that great right now. If they have a long term and they can handle more, maybe they want to stay in. It depends on somebody's feelings, their emotions, and also their risk tolerance and their timing in the market and their experience. So we look at everybody's case differently to figure out what's a fit for them. But there are things that people can do right now. Because, you know, most people will have access to a 401k or IRA through work or something. But on a scale of one to 10, how much do you think they understand about these programs? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I find is most people don't even know how to read their statement beyond the balance. They look at the balance and then they file it away. What I like to do is teach people how to read page two through nine so they can understand what all of those things mean so that they can feel empowered to make changes and do something about it. Yeah. And once we've done that, we actually show them how to get onto their website, make changes, call in. They can do things to help protect their money in times like these, or at least help uh, mitigate the risk. Mm-hmm. They can make changes. So yeah. we want to educate them, especially in a time like these. We've actually helped clients prevent a lot of the loss in their accounts by doing simple things that they were able to before the, you know, it's hard to time the market, of course, but they were able to at least control a little bit more of their accounts. Maybe they wanted to be a little more conservative and less aggressive. But some people, again, it's their choice. They want to stay and write it out. It all becomes their choice. And that's what we want them to feel confident about their knowledge to make. Yeah. So that's what we do. Another thing they must understand, especially when it comes to these accounts and the timing right now, are taxes. Because when we do save in these accounts, there are three different ways that they can tax us. There's tax now, tax later, and tax never. Those are the three accounts. Tax now, that's our checking saving CDs. Whenever we earn money there, we're going to be taxed on it every year, over and over again, because that's just where they are and that's how they're taxed. Then we have tax deferred or tax later. Here what happens is we have not yet paid taxes. So it's deferred. There are 401ks, our IRAs, our pension plans, things that we have not yet paid taxes on. Then when we go to pull it out at a later date, that's when they're gonna tax us on the entire amount. Depending on when we access it, they could take up to half in taxes and penalties. So we just wanna educate people so that you know, they can strategize to keep more money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Then we have tax exempt or tax never. Here we pay our taxes up front on our paycheck. Then we invest it and it grows. And when we go to pull it out, we never have to pay taxes on the earnings. Mm-hmm. We just want to educate people so that they can choose where they want the majority of their wealth and understand how they work. Because yeah. knowledge is power. So that's what we want to help people with. Now, yeah. we also understand that there are three basic things that can happen in their retirement accounts. When they have their money put away in a 401k or IRA, and let's just keep it basic. Most people, the money can stay the same. They put it in cash accounts, money market accounts, it'll stay the same. They can also invest it and it can grow, double, triple, quadruple. But also in times like these, it can also go down. Mm -hmm. If people could eliminate one of these lines, which one do you think they'd get rid of? Well, the one going down, of course. (laughs) Obviously, we all would, but most people don't know how. So that's why we want to get out there and educate. Because we understand what's happening now and what also happened in 2008. Yeah. In the markets, what goes up must come down. They will always cycle. So we just have to be prepared and understand how to handle these cycles. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here to help people navigate these waters. What they can do when the market is going up and down and how they can maximize or at least strategize so that they can come out ahead. Unfortunately, what happened in 2008 most people lost roughly half of their life savings in the marketplace. So if they started off with 100,000, it dropped to roughly 50,000. Just mm-hmm. to get back up to where they started at 100,000. Oh, let me skip forward here. I'll go back to that. Don't they now need to double what's left in their account? In financial terms, that's a 100% rate of return just to get back what they lost. And most people call that the lost decade because it took us roughly seven eight, nine years to get back what we lost. So we just want to help people. And we also understand that we should learn from some of the greatest investors out there, which Warren Buffett's amazing. 
uh, and he's funny because he keeps it simple. He has two rules when it comes to investing. Rule number one, I'm going to go back here. Rule number one, never lose money. And rule number two, more important than rule number one, never forget rule number one. He understands what good <laughs> is growing our money if we turn around and lose it tomorrow. Right. We've got to do both. We've yeah, got to also to grow smart. our money and protect it, especially in times like these. So depending so, on somebody's situation, that's what we want to help them do. Yeah, so Waling, a lot of people can't even pay their bills right now. Like this is sounds like amazing for people that, you know, have already started doing something in which I highly suggest that this is, if people have extra time on their hands, why not learn about your money, right? I, I've been saying the same thing about health, but why not learn about these strategies so that, so that, you know, once we get back into the workforce more, then, then you can be more strong at it. I feel like some of what stopped me from really even working with you was, was I was just in the rut trying to make money, you know, trying to live. Right. And then uh -huh. now that's where a lot of people are at right now. So what if people can't even pay their bills? So here's what I find most of us. And right now, again, we'll go back to the budget because taking a look at our spending is the first step. If we do that needs versus wants chart, it's just a T chart. And we write down a list of things that we need to spend money on. For example, the roof overhead. And, and we got to spend money on rent or mortgage. Then we got to spend money to feed ourselves. But let's be honest, we all have learned how to get by on the minimum when it comes to food. And tell me if you've ever eaten cereal for dinner, right? Or, you, or you've eaten mac and cheese or, you know, top ramen. We all know how to survive. That's the survival college meal. We can go down to the basics. What's the amount of money that you need to spend on a basic level to survive? Not the thriving, I'm going to go get steak and this and that and eat like a, a champ or a king or a queen. But this is the survival meal. And I can eat simply and meal prep and really be frugal with where I spend money on groceries. That's the survival and what you need. Now, what we want to spend money on is, of course, all of the fancy stuff and the non, you know, the non-generic, the, the I'm, I'm, I like being holistic. That's why we were talking to, I'm very holistic. I like natural foods. I like to do all of that, but that's costly. We, we've got a budget where we can spend our money. So we want to make sure that we're meeting our needs and then we have our column for wants. So, you know, I want to get the ice cream. I want to get the treats. I want to get the snacks. I want, but to survive, I don't need all of that. So we just have to start categorizing. Then what else do we need to spend money on? Well, I need tra transportation. So I got to make sure my car is paid, my insurance is paid. You know, certain things, start writing that list of the things that you need. Then start making sure you have the things that you want, but prioritize the want in a certain order. Some people get their nails done. You know, they want a mani-pedi. Right now, we don't need to worry about that because most of those places are not open, right? So check that off the list. It's on, they already prioritized it for you. It's on the lower want list. Haircuts lower want list right now, all of that's been put on hold. So that's a good part. Uh, but then we can start categorizing some of, some of these other things. Take a look at your subscriptions. You know, it's death by a thousand cuts. Have you heard that term before? If you just look at your statement and see all the automatic subscriptions that you've been signing up for through the years, I had a client and friend of mine go through and did not even realize how many things that they had in subscriptions and then they said i don't need this i don't need this i don't need this they started making cutbacks and they were able to save a couple hundred dollars just cutting subscriptions so imagine if you just did a checkup on how many things you had auto auto taking out of your accounts you can find money there too prioritize i'm not saying cut them all out what's more important this or this this or this when i ask people what's more important your kids private school or your nails getting done you know they just start prioritizing 
because you know here education is free but a lot of people choose private school so what's more important again that's a want not a need because you can get free education but it's a strong want so put it at the top of the want list so by doing that when it comes time in desperate times call for desperate measures people say that shouldn't we always pay for the things we need before the things we want mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and I think that um, that's a great way to start with is is creating a budget. And for those of you that do have extra time right now, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Even if you don't have a job, start creating that list because um, you might get so busy again that it, this might just not happen. <laughs> so and have that we have a reset button home. right now. Uh-huh. Your friend, Excel is a friend. You could just get on there and type in that. If you don't want to use Excel, you could just write it on a piece of paper. It could be that simple. And then you can utilize. I'll, I'll tell you about, and I know Dave Ramsey uses this. A lot of other people uses it, use this. Some of my doctor clients love this because it's simple. You can use the envelope method where you mm -hmm. simply get an envelope and stick the amount of money that you choose to spend on, say, for example, food in that envelope every month. And that's all you spend. So if you set your budget at a couple hundred dollars, whatever it is, you put a couple hundred dollars in that envelope. If at the end of the month you go to the store and all you have left is five, $10, that's all you have. Then you have to go back home and go to the cupboards and get creative. That's when you have the top ramen cooking contest to see who can make the best top ramen. And I'll <laughs> tell you, my husband and I have done that before. He, he says, I put an egg on it. I stir fry mine. I mean, we, we have contests. You can make the best top ramen. It ends up being nostalgic and fun. <laughs> you can do things like that to get by in times like these. You don't Beans have to get to the top That's... of your meat, <laughs> right? Make it fun. Just say, "Ooh, let's you know, let's have breakfast for dinner." And that's when you go to the cereal. The kids love it, and you're having fun. It's that's definitely not, uh, my recommendation for your health. But no. you know what I found too. In, okay, this is a health podcast, and there's a reason why I have you on here. I want to just let the audience know because. When our money is more in line, it's like it's so much easier. It feels like to try to make these decisions with our health. You can buy your supplements. You can have your organic foods and not feel strapped. You know, we can do our extra therapies that we need, and 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 then there's just peace. You know, there's just peace knowing like if something like the coronavirus comes along, which you know who knows. Like there's so many people that don't have jobs right now and are probably on the edge. Like I don't even know when I'm gonna have a job or what what am I gonna do when I go back. Um, you know, I, I feel for, for people right now. I still, I'm still working, but at the same time, my job requires that other people are working too. Right. So I, and aside from my own, you know, needs and wants with all that, um, I feel for people right now so much that, that don't, that just really are, are struggling. And, and so this is why I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to just shed some, some light and just show how important it is to have our money in line. And if we can't do all these things like invest in a 401k and all that right now, even just doing some basic things like the budget and, and just even trying to learn about what money, um, how to grow money and, and what it is and how to become a millionaire before 40 like you have. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad time to, to learn these things. So, Absolutely. And it can be as easy as it's not where you start. It's where you finish. Because I'll tell you where I grew up and I'm grateful for everything that I had. But uh, I'll tell you, I grew up in a neighborhood where the city bird was a helicopter, where there were shootings. We had to tell the difference between a shooting and a car backfiring. It wasn't the best neighborhood. A friend of mine from high school called it, you know, H-E double hockey sticks. It's like, why do you live there? And that's just where I grew up. So I, I did. I had bars on my windows. We had, to, we had to do emergency planning to get out. It wasn't that we had a lot of money growing up. 
But what I learned is that it doesn't matter where you start. It's where you finish. Mm. And everyone who has a job can start saving somewhere. And here's the key, because I know it's tight right now, but as soon as this is lifted and people feel more confident, get started on the right foot. It doesn't matter how much you make. It's how much you keep. It's how much you save and invest. The average person should be setting aside 10 to 15% of their income and investing it for their future. Because let's be honest, can we count on anybody else in our future to take care of us? Can we count on the government? Can we count on social security? Can we count on our, our jobs? The only people we can truly count on is ourselves. So we have to take care of our future selves by saving today for our future tomorrow. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's, it's not a big number because if we're making a little, then it's a percentage. So it's a smaller number. Mm -hmm. So it should always be a percentage. And if you can't start with 10%, start with five. Just get your foot yeah. in the door. Dip your toe in the water. That's what one of yeah. my clients said. I can dip yeah, my toe in the water. Well, and the thing is too, like, if we're, our bills are going to be a certain amount just naturally, right? We have to pay rent or whatever mm -hmm. are just to survive, right? Um, and if someone's not making a lot, that can just feel like, I got to think of saving too. Um, so, so I think that idea of like, an idea of a percent is good, but if someone can't do that, just start with what they can, right? And, yes, absolutely. and that dollar Even will 10, multiply yeah. to $2 and <laughs> so on. So Even forth. a little bit, but start daily. Because you'll find if you do it daily and you break it down to like a dollar a day, you know, that's in a month, that's already $30. And then you say, you know what? I could do better than that because I'm spending more than that on Starbucks. Then you say I could do two or $5 a day. It adds up. A little goes a long way. But if you think of setting it aside and forgetting it first, you won't even notice it's gone. That's why you have so many great things out there like Acorn, like this, where it just takes money away from you. You're actually just putting it away first. And then it's growing for you while you're not even paying attention so that you can have big money later. And that's yeah. what I learned, the power of compound interest. Let your money work for you so you don't have to work as hard the rest of your life. Because ultimately so, the goal is to get to our goals and dreams and relax. Right, yeah. So I know that you had a real estate business. Mm -hmm. um, was this compounding interest type of thing, um, was that a part of how you became a millionaire as well too? I learned about that actually first through real estate and I started learning how to utilize real estate um, early on, but it was the interest in mortgages because my, my expertise was in mortgages first than real estate. I started seeing the exact opposite, how they were using the interest to get money from us. And I said, hold on a second. The bank at the end of the day is getting this much money. Why can't we do the same? So it's taking that same concept, but we're, we become our own bank where we're earning the interest. So I want to help people become their own bank and build wealth for generations to come. And it doesn't matter where you start. Again, you can start with very little, but you can become a millionaire. So I've taught 19 year olds how to become millionaires. And it's amazing because they're on track. And all it took was a little bit every single month. A 19 year old can start with $200 and become a millionaire. Mm. It's, how it's less than what they spend <laughs> on their car payment. So how What'd long? They, so if they start at with two hundred dollars and then they they put in, I don't know what what's the amount that they will put in and, and the duration. Let me show you a little graph. I'm glad you asked that. This is fun. I I get to I, I geek out sometimes. So forgive me. <laughs> oh no, I love it. Okay, wonderful. this is so important. <laughs> I I mean I can't stress that enough. I I've been there with my own financial struggles and trying to build a business and you know I know how much it affects your peace when your money's not in line. So let me show you this little graph because. I learned and as a mathematician, numbers never lie. People sometimes do. 
So for example, if a 20 year old comes to me and says, you know what, I just started on my journey. I want to save, I want to become a millionaire. Where can I put it and how can I become a millionaire? I just show them, okay, if you're disciplined and you promise to do this every single month without skipping a beat, do it every single month. And of course we invested at an average, this is just showing an average rate of return of 8% tax deferred. doesn't matter where it's just showing. The, this is the hypothetical numbers. If they were to start putting away $286.45 every month for the next 40 years, they would reach a million dollars. Wow. So how many 20 year olds do you think would want to start putting away $286.45? So I have people who do that and they say, you know what, even with my part-time job, I'm going to make that a priority because I want to become a millionaire. So then usually we get you know, a lot of people say, I can't right now. It's too much. Let me wait five years and then I can start because then I'll be more established. I'll be making more. If they come to me just five years later and they're now 25 and they say they want to retire at 60. So they only have 35 years left. I tell them, well, now you have to save more because you lost out on time. So instead of $287, it's more like $435 and 94 cents. That number went up. Just by missing five years, you see how that big a difference it can make five years? If they wait even longer, it's $670.98. So now if they only have 30 years left, they can still do it, but they have to start saving more aggressively. Mm. So you see, the longer we wait, the more we have to save. So when should we start saving? Well, as soon as possible. <laughs> That's the bottom line, as soon as possible. Yeah. And it's amazing because even with our children, we can teach them how to start saving even younger than we were so they can get a head start. It's amazing to watch what happens with an account for a young person. For example, my daughter, she's, uh, I have one nine-year-old daughter. She's nine and we're already saving an account for her that we started at one. And she already has roughly $35,000, $36,000 that she has access to. Okay, she doesn't have access to, we do. But that's in her account. So imagine just by saving, and we have it in tax, uh, tax advantage bucket, so she's not going to be taxed on that either. So now she has money growing that can pay for her college, her car, her wedding, her future, her new business that she's going to start because she's already thinking like a business owner. So things like that for her future, and she'll have enough money for retirement. So imagine that we can create wealth for our youth and the next generation for themselves. So she'll already have access to, right now she's on track to having over $8 million by the time she's 60. Wow. But that's so, just by starting off early. You're not worried about her account or any of your accounts be, you know, with this whole coronavirus situation then? What goes down must come up. So I'll tell you, uh, and for somebody like me, I look at it as an opportunity to buy more because the market's down. So I'm looking at getting things on sale. So I, I, I'm actually, when times are good, it's good. When times are bad, it's still good. You always want to look at, find the bright side of everything. Because even though these times are hard, and, and I'll tell you for, for peace of mind, I'm an avid listener to Ed Milet. I encourage everybody to listen to Ed Milet mm -hmm. too. He's all about wealth in all areas. You've got to think of the bright side of everything. Times like these pull us closer together as humans. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good. We're helping each other out. We're doing so many things. We're thinking about being healthy in our bodies, which mm -hmm. is why people consult with you because it's amazing that they should be healthy in their spirit, their mind, their bodies. Mm -hmm. It all works together. If you have a healthy spirit, you're going to have a healthier body. If right. you have a healthier mind, you're going to have a healthier body. If you have healthier finances, you're going to be less stressed and have a healthier body. Exactly. So it all works together. 
So always try to find the, the silver lining in every cloud, the rainbow at the end of the, 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 the rainstorm. So even now, I look at the good. I mean, look at the ozone layer. It's healing. I look at all the good that's happening. Yeah. Are, right? Families are <laughs> the staying ozone at home layer. And I love that you together. Huh? I love that you mentioned the ozone layer. We're not driving around everywhere, so it's, <laughs> it's healing there's, too. <laughs> there's always a bright side of things. The air's cleaner. We're breathing. You know, people are taking walks and actually being healthier and going outside right. and uh -huh. doing amazing things. So there's always a bright side to everything. We can learn from this time and get stronger. That's what every challenge provides, an opportunity to grow and get stronger. This is a challenge. We can learn from it and get better, even with our money, with our health, with our everything that we do. So that's a great opportunity. That's what I look at. My children, we say grace and we count our blessings. And my daughter actually said thanks to the coronavirus for allowing us to learn about this and that and become prepared, better prepared in some ways. Of course, we pray over the people who are sick and hopefully yeah. they can survive these times and pray for the first responders mm -hmm. so that they can make it through and we're trying to do our part. But we gotta look at the bright side. I'm trying yeah. to sew masks, I'm trying to do, you know, we're all trying to do our part. Yeah, oh, you're sewing masks. I have another client sewing masks too for the nurses. I, I, I so purchased some HEPA filters. I'm trying to make some N95 masks. Uh, you know, we're trying to do our part That's and teaching sweet. our kids to give back too. Yeah, so you don't think that people should pull their money out of their accounts then? Great question. Again, I will say it depends. Now, if you have it in a 401k, and it, again, it depends because they've eliminated for some cases, they've eliminated the 59 half. They, there, there is a, uh, I don't want to say eliminated. They did not eliminate it. Forgive me because words are powerful. Um, they're trying to grant forgiveness in certain cases to help people right now. But before you do something like that, please sit down with a financial advisor to make sure that it's right for you. You want to make sure, oh, thank you for that. You want to make sure that it's case by case and that you're strategizing properly. Because when you do pull money out of an account, and if you are invested in the market, you are locking in your losses. So you are eliminating in any future gain and you're locking in the loss. And mm -hmm. do we really want to do that at the low of the market? It's mm -hmm. almost like taking your house and selling it at the lowest part of the market. Mm -hmm. Is that what you really want to do? Yeah. So we want to strategize to make sure it's a fit and it's going to be right for you long term, mm -hmm. not just in these times. Yeah. So you've got to look sense. at the long-term goals as well as the short-term goals to get you through this time. And yeah. Let's talk about the whole picture first before we do something like that. Yeah. My husband is actually a day trader for those of you guys that don't know. And so he's in and out of the market every day and, and he does other uh, long-term investments and swing trades and things like that too. But he has me putting, doing the little bit, like you said, doing the little bit every, every month in Bitcoin. And there's probably a lot of people that have t taken their money out of Bitcoin, but he's never once told me to do it during this time. I am not the person to uh, advise on the, all this. I just do what he says. And, <laughs> and I'm seeking advice with Walling because I, I definitely could tell from the moment I met her and I knew what she was doing. I knew that she was different than all these other advisors that I met when I would network. I just knew like, I was like, this lady knows about money. <laughs> And so that's why I've been consulting with her and, and picking her brain about, you know, what I should do for my future. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there with even the Bitcoin that I have. Um, I, I still have it. I don't even know where it's at. I don't want to know where it's at, but I'm <laughs> trusting that it's going to be okay. I know my husband has done his research. <laughs> and that's the, the, the moral of that story. You actually have somebody who pays attention to it. 
I would advise people to at least pay attention to what they have and know what's going on. If they don't have somebody, reach out to somebody like me or an advisor to guide them through what's going on. Because it's we can't be ostriches in the, with our head in the sand. That is not something, because that doesn't give you peace of mind, just like set it and forget it and don't pretend it's not there. You still want to understand, you have your husband who's brilliant at day training. He's been paying attention. He's doing it. He's guiding you through that. Most people, if they're not going to pay attention to the day-to-day themselves, then talk to somebody who can make sure they have the right strategy for them so that they feel confident that their strategy is going to work out. It's always just like a doctor. You should always check in with a doctor to make sure you're on track for your health goals. You should always make sure to talk to a financial person to make sure you're on track with your financial goals. Yeah, Yeah. It's just a conversation. And just like how um, you want to make sure you can trust your doctor, which, you know, I know some people probably have never even thought about that. Like they should just know, right? Not every doctor is a good doctor. Not every practitioner is a good practitioner. Not every financial advisor is going to be a good financial advisor. And so I would check in with your spirit of like, do you feel that this person knows what they're talking about? You know, do your research because, you know, I wouldn't just go to anyone with, I mean, it's your money, it's your whole life. You, you work hard for this. This is your family's future. So, you know, I, I would listen to your gut instincts, listen to your spirit and, and make that decision based on, um, you know, some prayer meditation and, and then you'll feel confident in who you're working with. And find somebody who has a similar philosophy as you uh, or somebody who can look at different philosophies and not judge because the thing it should be, just like a, a doctor should listen to what your goals are and help prescribe a plan that works with you. Just like an interior de- decorator should design a house for you, not for them, and have you live in it. So it's the same with a financial advisor. I've had a client recently tell me that their advisor was stuck in this way and they couldn't see the other ways that were possible to get to the same goal. So what I like to do personally is explore those different ways to see what the client wants to do because it's what's most comfortable not even comfortable it's what it's the route that they choose Mm -hmm. because everyone with knowledge has choice so if we go over different ways to get to the destination because there are many it's up to them to choose they are the captains of their own ship they should be able to decide what route is right for them Mm -hmm. based on their goals so yeah. that's how it should be. Don't ever let somebody tell you, no, that's wrong. This is right. That's wrong. This is right. That, that's not how it is. The world doesn't work that way. There are many different ways to get to the destination. Now, there are no bad tools out there, just bad uses of tools. You want to make sure you're using the right tool to fit your destination. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. So how much would it cost to sit down with you if people wanted to talk to you? Oh, that's a great question. I'll tell you right now, our company is helping people for free. We understand that the time is now and that people need us. So what we're offering is a free financial review. But please, if you want to take advantage of that, send me an email, jump on my website, give me a call. I'll tell you my email address is hcoffeewfg at gmail.com. That's hcoffee, it's C-O-F-F-E-Y, coffee like the drink with with an E-Y, W-F-G at gmail.com. And that way we can set up a free consultation. It'll only take probably 20 to 30 minutes to sit down at first, and then we can go from there. Really, we're, I, I'm literally booked from the morning till 11 o'clock at night because we're sitting down with so many people right now. Uh, but we're doing that because we've got to do our part. We understand people are on the front lines, putting their lives out there. We're doing our part to help support people on the back end. So we've all got to come together as a, as a nation to yeah. do our part and help. 
So we're putting ourselves out there and making ourselves available for free. And if I'm not available, I have several other advisors that can be. So just reach out and we'll make sure you get a time to sit down with one of us for free. The only thing that we ask for in return is that if you know somebody else who also needs us, that you get us, that you put us in touch with them as well so that we can help as many people as we can get through this time. Yeah. And what was a website that they could do some research on this as well? Okay. Our, my website is wfgconnect.com forward slash coffee, which is my last name, C-O-F-F-E-Y. That's the website, wfgconnect.com forward slash C-O-F-F-E-Y. Coffee like the drink, but with an E-Y. Okay, perfect. So I will put that in the show notes so you guys can see that. And if you're interested in reaching out to her, then um, then please do. I mean, she has done it. She's made millions before she was even 40. So to me, that speaks volumes. And that's the type of person that I'm really curious to pick their brain about. <laughs> and I'm sure you guys are probably too. So thank you listeners for joining us. Thank you. Um, uh, I wanted to call you Dr. Coffee. <laughs> you are, <laughs> you're like the doctor, doctor of money. <laughs> I interview doctors all the time. Thank you, Dr. Walling Coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. Advisor. Thank you so much. And um, we will tune in again next week. And I thank you guys all for listening. Have a blessed week. Thank you. My super immunity boost juice guide is now available on thewellnesstrinity.com. You'll learn how to grow broccoli microgreens, the ingredients I put in my green juice, and super nutritious supplements you can add to enhance your immune system. Again, go to thewellnesstrain.com and you'll receive your free Super Immunity Boost Juice Guide. Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.